This is The Yay, I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is The Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! <laughs> As always, uh, The Yay is sponsored by Central Works, a new play theater headed up by Gary Graves and Jan Sleifler. Central Works, reinventing theater one play at a time. And I hope everyone is enjoying the uh, the new graphics and the new artwork that I uh, did, you know, something to celebrate February. It was a little too dark. I, I was like, let's spru- spruce it up. And oh, beautiful. The, the one that I saw online had a beautiful yay, a clear yay with uh, people's pictures. Exactly. Pictures of the people that we've had on. And uh, our latest guest, a couple that I've been dying to get on the yay for such a long time, Chuck Laxon and Julie Corbara. How, how are you? How are you, how are you folks doing? Great. Good. Okay. We are so, so, so happy. And you guys are incredibly talented. So as I've said before, the month of February will be about love and theater, how people have gotten together in theater and how people are managing their relationships and also their careers. And so this is perfect. This is a great way to kick it off. And I'm, like I said, I'm so glad to have you guys on. Um, Norman, as I begin every podcast, how was your, uh, your week? Well, like I said, I was saying before we started, um, I've just started this sculpting class. I'll be modeling for a sculpting class for the rest of the spring. And um, most of it, at least half of it, will be here. (laughs) So right before we do the podcast, I'll be doing that, and then I'll put my clothes back on and... Hello, everybody. Now, see, I would cheat. I would basically do mm. like, you know, do a pose and then do a screen capture and then just post that because you have to stay still, right? <laughs> you, use that technology. You got to use that technology. Well, and that's it's really hard because the point of sculpture is to work in three dimensions. And this is two dimensional. There's just no getting around it. So. Uh, we will do some live ones, and that's those are going to be tricky days because I'll be going to the College of Marin first thing in the morning, Saturday morning. So we'll we'll figure out what we're going to do with scheduling on the yay. Oh, sure, no problem. Uh, Julie and Chuck, how are you guys doing? I asked you off mic. How are you handling things? Uh, you know, amid COVID nineteen. You know, I asked if you guys had gotten your shots yet. Everyone's on a waiting list. You know, I I keep on seeing these posts from Gavin Newsom saying, hey, you know, we'll get it soon and we're going to transfer the Oakland Coliseum into, you know, a vaccine uh, depository. Mm-hmm. So how are you guys handling life in COVID-19? Uh, well, I feel like we've, fi- well, I think we finally adjusted um, a lot more than last year. You know, we, we, have, we have our own little apartment and be able to have our own little offices, right? So we can do our own like projects, then, you know, come together during lunch and like dinner and, and stuff. So it's been, it's been a bit, you know, we had period uh, last year where like we tried every spot in the house. Like, am I going to work here? Am I going to work there? Dining room table and all that stuff. And so we're, we're kind of nomadic within our own, our own apartment. And then now we finally right. kind of found our spots and, uh, and it's been, it's been really nice. And it's always nice to spend, you know, all the time with, yeah. with with your significant other, you know, without killing each other. It's been, it's been lovely. So you guys, do you yeah. have pets? We had. We did. We had. We yes. Did. Yeah. Oh sadly, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, sadly, we had to send. Uh, we we uh, um, rescued a senior um, like over a year ago. Um, actually, a couple of them, and then um, the last one uh, spent the entire quarantine year with us. Like uh, last year, basically, like you know, kept us. Kept the same, you know, right. took me for walks, you know, <laughs> took me for walks through the day. Uh, but then after quarantine, it, like on, on January 1st, he said, okay, I'm done. 
I got to take a rest. Went oh. off to heaven. So, uh, so thanks, Teddy. We love you. Thank you for That's getting wonderful. us through 2020. Thank you. No, I just asked because I hear people's pets are going crazy with them at home all the time. It's like, what are you doing here? You're supposed to feed me and get out of here. <laughs> it's like, I, I, was, I was supposed to bring in some other animals. We're going to have a weed party. Damn, you guys are here. <laughs> or whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you guys haven't killed each other. You know, you guys, because I hear about couples, it's like, oh, my God, you know, can you just get out of the house? But you guys haven't tore each other's hairs apart or anything like that, huh? No, thankfully, we really love each other's company, which, and that's not lying about it at all. Like, we really, really do enjoy each other's company. We have the same, very similar tastes in many different things. So, um, and I think also we've been very fortunate to be able to work, um, not just with theater and acting gigs. You know, we have other hustles on the side. So I think that has really helped us to, you know, have these separate outlets outlets so yeah yeah it's always good i'm always interested in what people's day jobs or side hustles are because everyone has one and you really yeah. really need one there have been a couple of um current events i'm not going to get too deep into current events i mean there's kyle rittenhouse this is the 17 year old who uh you know uh committed the mass shootings um mm -hmm. and now he's a fugitive you know now nobody knows where he is you know oh he, wow he was out mm -hmm. on bail and his lawyer, defense attorney, was like, oh, you know, he'll be in and he is not in at all. So oh. that's that's a crazy thing. Do you guys know about Kyle Rittenhouse, um, Chuck and Julie? I didn't realize he he was nowhere to be found at this point. I had no idea. That's so stupid. I yeah. just knew that his lawyer had said, well, the police told us that for safety, we could tell you a different address. And, like, and then they immediately, the police immediately went, no, we didn't. Yeah. You know, this is I mean, this is really crazy. I mean, this ties into so all this week, you know, there was the um, I forget who the um, the member of the House of Representatives, the woman who uh, was taken off of the committees. Oh, uh, uh, Marjorie. That's right. Marjorie. Yeah, Marjorie Green. Jewish. Yeah. Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Marjorie Green. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the uh, the the Karen, I forget the uh, Congress, the Congresswoman Karen. But in any case, you have these right wing folks. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse, his parents are right wingers or whatever. And you think, OK, Trump is out of the White House. So we don't have to deal with this anymore. So, right. Yes, we do. We still are dealing with it. So mm -hmm. um, do you guys have, a, I don't oh. know, a hot take or whatever on just, you know, what, you know, what's going on? Well, I'll, I'll just say like one of the big reasons why I was able to get through 2020 is because I, I kind of tuned out as much of, of this stuff as I, as I could, because like Julie's way, way better, like, you know, watching CNN and, and keeping track, but like for my mental, like uh, stability, I just like, I just couldn't really take it in because there's that feeling of like, you know, you get upset, you get emotional and the feeling of like helplessness, right? Especially even more because we were like, you know, quarantined and stuff. I mean, we, we, and there were times where we, you know, broke, broke, you know, quarantine to go to like, you know, some, some demonstrations because, you know, we just had to get it out. But, but after a while, I was just like, I, I can't, I can't process like all that stuff. This is just like too much. Right. Um, but, but just to answer your question from a, like about like uh, how, the idea of like things stopping just because Trump's out. I mean, there's no way. I mean, at least at least Trump won't be the focal point, but it's the reality of just like so many people, uh, the awareness of so many people like thinking 
that much differently than 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 you. Like again, our bu our bubbles kind of been burst a bit, and we have this visibility of like you know half of America, you know, kind of sides was okay with with him up there and just having that sit with you. So so I definitely think there's gonna be way more, a lot more like you know views and and and, and things of that nature to just be amazed and outraged about. So. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Julie, I have a question for you. I mean, how does how are you taking things? Because, you know, I always think of race relations or, or racism as a black white thing, but there's been a lot of Asian racism. And also as as a woman, I mean, it, it mean, just the age of Trump. I mean, thank goodness, you know, we actually won the election. I mean, I can't imagine how mentally I would be taking things if Trump actually won. You know, if he had handled COVID-19 even a little bit cogently, he he could have easily won the election but you know as as a woman and also as an asian american how how did you handle i guess you know the age of trump and do you deal with you know i don't know just um I, I just how, how do you feel as a woman just uh, ha having gone through all of that well um i think what has happened for me in the last four years is a, is quite an evolution of understanding that being an artist is a way of practicing your voice of that's that's your activism. I think uh, tapping into my group, Granny Card Gangsters, a comedy sketch group, all Asian American women. I mean, mm -hmm. we have the ability to say what we want, uh, express what we want without the filter of being judged for it because we have a base that we're pre pretty much preaching to the choir and that makes us feel good. Um, but also there is a sense of uh, community within other women groups, but also minority groups, also understanding now in this age of post-Trump, um, Black Lives Movement, all of these things coming together that as a minority, we all have to come together to realize that white patriarchy, white the white supremacy thinking doesn't serve all of us and it hasn't served all of us, but for Asians in particular, and this is my own personal belief. I don't speak on behalf of everybody, but um, you know, we we have seen the benefits of writing it out, of like just going under the radar, you know, not being troubled. I mean, not being like you know, uh, perpetuating the model minority um, stereotype. And I know a lot of people might be angry about that, but it is true. And it's I think for me personally, it's time that I used my voice if I have the ability to be in the room to speak up and be an ally for those who aren't being served and who actually equality is, is needed. And that goes along with minority groups, disabled groups, um, different transgender gender groups that aren't there. Um, so for me, it's, quite, it's been quite an evolution. I left Google a year, about two years ago, and now I've found a place working with groups like the Center for Cultural Power, Studio Pathways. Um, these are groups that want to break white supremacy uh, frameworks that have all kind of like shackled all of us um, in particular, but really embracing and creating new cultural uh, narratives. So that, wow. that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, that's awesome. Did you say that you worked at Google? You work at Google? I did. I left. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't happy. I needed a new thing. And I think I found it now. So yeah. Well, right on. Yeah, we'll learn, we'll learn all about this. Mapping now's a good time. Um, let's get into an origin story, I guess. Uh, well, ladies first, Julie. Uh, how how did you, uh, Julie? How did you uh, get involved in theater? Where were you born and raised? 
I was born and raised here in the Bay, Hayward, California. Hey, hey, hey. Yep, yep. Right at the Kaiser uh, on Hispanic Boulevard. Um, went, uh, went to school, Eden Gardens, Martin Luther King, Ochoa Junior High School, Moreau Catholic. Uh, went to college, UC Santa Barbara. Um, at UC Santa Barbara, I got some exposure to Asian American literature. There was a theater class there. Got involved with that, thought it was really fun. I didn't think much about it until I came back to the Bay, lived in LA for a little while, um, and then came back to the Bay, lived with my sister over in what was it, Alamo Square. We got a cute little apartment in Alamo Square. It was so cute. Uh, and then a friend of mine, Homer Rivera, and another friend, Ryan Morales, were members of Bindlestiff Studio. And they said, I asked them, hey guys, I, I wanna um, take an acting class. What do you guys think? We just happened to be friends. We worked at the same employer, GameSpot.com. Oh, wow. There's been a lot of news on that too. Uh, I'll let you go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's GameStop. This is GameSpot. Totally. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. Everyone confuses their name. But um, Homer, So you're not rich right now is what you're telling I'm me. I'm definitely not rich. I did Damn. not ride that train. Damn. No, I didn't. Um. So Homer and Ryan said, either you go to the Asian American theater classes or you can go to Bindlestiff. Bindlestiff was free. Asian American theater at the time had a fee. And I was like, well, okay, free's, free's good. I'll try free, you know, low risk. So I went to a Stories High acting class in 2005. Um, and that's an incubate. It's a program that's been running for quite a long time. It's still running today. It's wonderful. Many, many, many wonderful artists have come out of that program. Um, myself included, Chuck, um, Ali Wong was part of this program as well. Sam Chance, uh, who else was part of Arena Mario. I, I did it, it twice. Yes, did, you did I, it twice. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so nice you did twice. Mike Durano, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mashali, like there's so many, so many wonderful artists and it's still running today. So yeah, 2005 and took the class. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, uh, 2005, the Bindlestaff had not moved into the new uh, space. Where was the space at that, that time? The, the old studio? Hmm? Was it the old studio? Um, what is it on? Not Natoma. Um, the next yeah, street over, I can't remember. <laughs> we, were, we, were, uh, we were in uh, Natoma Alley um, at the time. Oh, so it was Natoma. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we were, we were displaced from the original space as they were, like, rebuilding it. Um, um, and so we were there in the alley for for like for about three three or so years. Yeah, nice. So, so Julie, when you went to school, did you study? What did you study? I studied film. <laughs> oh, really? Did you want to what? Did you want to be in front of the camera or behind the camera? I wanted to be behind the camera. I studied film. It was like an art, uh, like a literature major kind of thing. So you studied film theory, some production. Production was done actually on 16 millimeter film, like actual physical film. Um, and I was studying to become an editor, but the training that I got was literally old school, you know, cutting, like cutting, pasting, like literal strips of film. When I came out, um, it, I realized, oh. It was almost was obsolete, almost, almost. In it was obsolete at the time. That was like, <laughs> that was like 2000. And so, yeah, I had to get a whole new training on that. Um, but it was fine, you know, but yeah. And then I, I was in LA working at a production. I was working 
under the VP of production at Lifetime Studios at the time. So it was fun. Wow. That's really, yeah. really impressive. Well, Isn't Chuck- it crazy that like kids these days, like, like what's film? Like they don't <laughs> even know the concept know. of film. Right. I, I know. Well, I was I was I participated. There was there's a guy, uh, one of our friends, a uh, Ruben Grijalva, who now is um, a writer and a creator at um, at um, Playground. But in any case, uh, he came out of film school. And although he uh, does filming, he still films every now and then with actual film. You can tell the difference between film and actual and, and digital. And there's a whole debate as far as, you know, which is better or worse. I know what's more expensive. Film is way more expensive. (laughs) Chuck, your turn. Um, How did how'd you get involved in theater? Uh, Well, I I think I think a lot of the interest uh, stemmed from like college days when uh, like I I got involved in the the Filipino uh, Filipino cultural night. That's something that's like across the board colleges all around. If they have a Filipino club then they have like a, a, a PCN, a Philippine culture night where everyone gets together does they do traditional dances and sometimes there's like a skit involved and so like being part of that production I realized how fun it was to like you know create a show and perform on stage and um you know and I think we the the year that I was I was the years I was there we brought back the idea of like a you know a sketch or you know like a like a, a story throughout and so I helped write that and create that and like wow this is super fun and uh because I didn't really I wasn't really involved in like, uh, you know, theater culture, like going, growing up, I, you know, just was, would watch yeah. it. My mom, my mom was actually pretty big into trying to, you yeah. know, uh, where, where were you born and raised? Theater. Where were you born? Oh, and sorry. Raised? Yeah. Born and raised San Francisco, California. Yeah. Born, yeah. Yeah. Native, uh, native, yeah. native and have not moved out since no reason, no reason to, to move. Yeah. So, uh, grew up, uh, like went to school around Stonestown, St. Stephen's, you know, Filipino ca- uh, Catholic education all the way through, you know, my mom tried to make sure I tried to stay out of trouble by keeping me in the in the Catholic education system. So St. Stephen's for grammar school, Sacred Heart um, for high school in, in, in San Francisco, and then went just to USF uh, right there um, on top of the hill. So so been here, been here my entire life and uh, and love it. Yeah. And so after graduating, kind of finding out like where I'm going to get a job, I started trying to look for a some other things to do and I, I, I started uh, I took uh, an acting class at Asian American Theater Company um, just instantaneously just loved it loved it and I studied under Mitzi Abe um, who's an um, Asian American theater uh, um, core member and and it was I was I, I loved it ate, ate that up and then I stumbled upon Bindle Stiff um, through, through common friends and uh, I took stories high basically a year before before Julie and and that instantaneously became that that was my artistic home and has been um, since then. So and then the following year, that's where that's where Julie and I met. So that's how I got into to acting and theater. Nice. Very, very nice. So did the two of you, um, was it on stage that the two of you met? I mean, was it love at first sight? You know, tell us a love story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we met at, at Stories High. So so we, we were we were we took just like you, uh, um, Reg, you know, I went I went for seconds. Because it was so, it was so fun, right? So addicting, and and yeah, Julie and I were. That's where Julie and I met. And yeah, you want to talk about the, the circle, <laughs> the first time we met there, the 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 circle up. Um, oh, yeah. So the first class, we we're doing introductions, and then people are going around, and everyone's saying, "Hi, my name is so and so, and I'm X amount of years old." And I realized, I'm like, "Oh my God, everyone's under 25." I was 
I think I was like 28 at the time. I was a little nervous mm. about that. I don't know why now, but anyway, I felt that. Then um, I said my name, I said my age. And then all of a sudden, as they're getting towards the end of the circle, a door opens in the back of the theater and Chuck walks in and everyone's like, ah, Chuck, oh my God, Chuck. And he breaks the circle. He's hugging everybody. I don't know him. I'm a know. hugger. I'm a hugger. These are, there's obviously some repeat people too. And then, you know, I was like, who is this person? Like comes in like 15 minutes late to a class and, you know. I'm Filipino, sorry. Like, no, you know, for me at the time, I was like, I never go to class late. You know, obviously now I don't do that. I don't care anymore, but yeah. Um, <laughs> just, and then he said his age. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Someone's older than me. Thank God. Yeah. By okay. one year. By one year. By one year. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how we met in that first class. Then we first started talking. Um, we, uh, I performed a month. We, we were supposed to, the exercise we were, were, we were to perform a scene that we write ourselves, but with no dialogue, just like physical language. And um, my whole scene that I built up, I was I had written a scene where I was a hooker. I had just come out of the shower. I'm having I a hard time. A I, I, I can't even. My, I, <laughs> I'm having a hard time visual, visualizing that. But go ahead, because you're such a nice lady. Go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> somehow I made up this character that was a hooker. And then I had taken the wallet from uh, Your John. my John and the police were coming. And that was the whole scene that I had to pantomime. And Chuck, uh, I think he came up to me and he, you know, you said something. What did you say? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what I said about that. What did I, I don't know what I said. You're just like, yeah, that was, that was good or something. Like I could visualize it. And I said, yeah, I really like things that um, I like to play sassy and bitchy parts. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I know you said, you said sexy. Sexy. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's like, I like to play sexy and bitchy parts. And I'm like, well, okay then. <laughs> okay and and i and you know like uh i i was i actually wasn't really like uh when 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 it came when when it came to like uh like bindle stiff and acting and all that stuff i really came to it like like church like like i wasn't trying to date within within the circle um and stuff because i would just i just really loved the craft and i i just wanted to focus on doing that even though you know uh, in, in 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 theater you're just always surrounded by you know beautiful talented people in my mind I was just like no no it's just all about like you know doing this and 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 uh and keeping focused and then but that's when I kind of like realized like like oh you know just uh I was like oh she seems really interesting you know uh but it was it was one of those though like uh you know chill out chill out it's fine just talk <laughs> to her make a friend you know don't don't cross the line don't cross the line so that was kind of like the one of our first um interactions uh there at the at the class and uh yeah and then we exchanged emails because mm -hmm. i our bigger project was to create a scene with a partner and you had to find uh scenes and Same so partner. yeah i was having a hard time finding actual scenes to perform so chuck was nice enough to like oh i have some like i'll share it with you over email mm -hmm. and then that's pretty much how it flourished you know through emails and exchanging you know things that we liked and then we eventually decided oh well let's hang out see a movie um well well the, the, the one thing too like I, I found out that she worked for uh, a video game website right um games game spot you know she worked mm -hmm. for game spot and i know you're and, a video gamer 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I work. I work. For, I've, I've been working for PlayStation for the past like 20, 20 years. And so like, I instantly like found like, oh, my gosh, I work for PlayStation. You know, when, when she found when she told me that I work for PlayStation, that, that did not win me any points. She was <laughs> she like, I, I said, I work for PlayStation. And she was like, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> well, anyway, I'll send you some scenes <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, you're being tough, yeah. Julie. You're being tough. I honestly, I <laughs> was not a video game person until I started that job. So, and like the whole thing was like, uh, okay, <laughs> was not impressed. Definitely not was not impressed. impressed. Yeah, but uh, yeah, then you, you know, if you remember like, like chatting with folks on email and like, you know, realizing how much you have in common, like found out how much she loved movies, being a film student. Like I'm, I'm a, I loved, I loved cinema, right? And would, would be able to say, wow, this is someone I can really talk to about film. We find out how much we love like uh, musicals and whatnot. You know, she was a big fan of Wicked. We mm. both found out how much we were like obsessed with Avenue Q. Um, so that was it, that was a huge thing. And we were, and I was like, wow, everything I like, this woman likes, like, and I was just, it was just one of those things that uh, was undeniable, right? You just like, no, no matter how much, you know, I didn't want to like date within, you know, the, the, the acting pool. I'm like, this is, this is tough to ignore, like how much we have in common and um, how much we gel and stuff. So um, did you feel the same way, Julie? I did. I, I really found that we had a real good connection. And then I was telling my sister about it because we were living together at the time. And she, she was very skeptical because she was like, let me get this straight. You met him in an acting class that you're taking. I was like, yeah, he's Asian. I was like, yeah, yeah. He um, likes musicals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He likes indie films. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay. Well, it sounds like he could be your gay best friend, Julie. I was like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Really? You think so? She's like, yeah, it could be at my, okay. So then, yeah. I mean, he's not. I wasn't. It's I, I, I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah so and I just, even if he was, that it would have been a great relationship too. Oh, it would have been fabulous. It would have been on a different episode for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That was been like this. It's the bestie series. Hi, everyone. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I mean, um, it's no, it, it's wonderful. I mean, it's I, it puts a smile on my face and I think you should uh, just, you know, the fact that two people coming together and um, yeah, you know, there is that stereotype of, oh, goodness, you know, there's a guy and he's involved in yeah. theater and he likes musicals. OK. And yeah. it's, it's one of those things you have to tell. I've had to tell parents and friends who will ever listen. Okay, I'm straight. Okay, it's not. It's I like okay. musicals. I like Sondheim. You know, but... have these different tastes. It's okay, people. Don't be scared of it. Right. Like if you're Embrace a guy it. in theater, then it's either you're gay or you're messing around with everybody. <laughs> right. You're just you're just getting into like the shark in in the fish tank or whatever. But the yeah. cool thing, but the cool thing about Bendelstiff is there is that wonderful community environment. I mean, when I joined, when I was involved with Bendelstiff in 2011, the first time. I really, it, it, it was almost immediate. And as a matter of fact, Norman, you're the one who, uh, who c- connected me to uh, Bendelstiff because Alan Casmorio needed a black actor. He went to you and then you referred me to him. Yay. 
Yeah. So I don't know if you remember that connection, but I. Thanks, Norman. Thanks for, for sending us the. It's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in 2011, when you guys moved into the new uh, space, what right. I mean, such energy. I mean, there were just so much people, and I think you were there. I mean, there've been a couple mm-hmm. of times where I've been in Bindlestiff, and Chuck, you were doing other things. But I think the both of you were doing different things. But I think in 2011, you were there, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 We were. We were. We got to the. Um, you were in, were you in the story size as well? No. That's yeah. the one where you played the priest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Reg, that's where we had to get that big bass. Yeah, I'm still. We don't have to talk about that one. That's <laughs> a good know. story to share. To make a long story short, the bass got destroyed. I handed yeah. it to a stage. You know. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just one of those like a stand up bass? Yes, yes, Ooh. yes. Poor yeah, Alan. I still remember yeah, Alan Manalo's face, just, you know, just, you know, whatever. But it, hey, I, it, it was still a wonderful, you know, 2011. It just, happened. Yeah, it happened. It had, I'm sorry to bring it up, Reg. I'm sorry. It's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. I, I got theater War Stories. You got to, that's, that's all part of it. Theater War I, Stories. I mean, we're going to have a, uh, we should have a segment on that because, you know, I'm sure every, everyone has oh stories. No, oh, I got yeah. to see a base. That would be amazing. Not destroyed, but broken. I saw this base get broken. Um, Two summers ago, we had a live bass in a show, and we were up on a platform, and the bass went over, and the neck cracked. And all you heard, and the bass player was the nicest guy, but suddenly you just heard this loud, fuck! And we all turned to look, and he dropped to his knees, and everybody ran over there, and he wasn't hurt. He was just that, like... Distressed. The production ended up helping to pay for his. Uh, they repaired it pretty easily because it was just the neck. That was good, but the emotional, the emotional damage. That is, moment, is- no, because everybody's standing there. We were all. This is outside. We're in a park, oh, and God. everything stopped, and everybody turned, and people started running because it sounded like somebody had died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, boy, I felt so bad. But that was just one bad, you know, I mean, really 2011 and, you know, stories high and just being in the new space. And of course, there was the death of um, E, which was yes. horrible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But otherwise, I um, but otherwise, it was a wonderful experience because uh, you guys were happy to be in the new space and the new space is still vibrant and just the community. And I was like, wow, this is because I've been involved in theater companies. And usually it's like, oh, my God, we got to build a set. We got to do this. We got to do that. You have actors who just want to act and they don't want to do anything else. But, you know, with Bindle Stiff, everyone is involved in everything. And there was such tremendous energy. Um, did, how, what does Bindle Stiff mean to the both of you? Oh, that's a big question. Yeah. Well, I think it's our family first and foremost. It's our art family. It's I pretty much consider everyone there like my cousin because that's just who they are to me. I mean, we've been involved since well, you've been in there 2004, 2005 and we're still we're still doing stuff with them. We both sit on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're very much invested in, you know, continuing the legacy of Bindlestiff. I mean, it's, it's a community of artists coming together. I love that we incubate many, many different kinds of artists. And a lot of them get their start here with Bindlestiff and then they go off and they do many amazing things. They go and work at other, I mean, Jed Presario is one that 
You know, mm-hmm. it's Warren out yeah. of Mendelssohn and now Crystal you know, Crystal Piemonte Jong is uh, she's equity yeah. now and doing yes, some things. Many, many actors have come through our stage. Um, what is it like Tossi, Olivastro? Yeah, uh Catabasco. Yeah. When he was really he was starting, starting out, out, yeah, you know, we gave him, uh, we did his feature, we did a feature length play for him, and he, then and he directed, he directed one for us. Yeah. He was very, yeah, I think he was just almost out of college at that time. So, you know, Alan wanted to take him under his wing. So, I mean, it's been really amazing. Um, I love it because our audience that comes to see our shows are people that look like us. You know, and I, I know Reg and Norman, you can speak to this, like when we go outside and we're performing at all the other wonderful theater houses, you know, they do great work, but sometimes the audience doesn't reflect, you know, who Usually, you might want to yeah. be performing for. And I often question like, why am I doing this story? Like, who, who am I doing this for? Like, obviously me, yes, I love it, but, but am I telling it to the people that I want to tell it to? And so... When I look at Bindlestiff's audience makeup, I mean, it's just, it's so unique, honestly. Like we get people from all Asian, it's mostly Asian American. It's folks who are in college. You know, we get the younger folks, we've got older folks coming in, but it's really a unique experience to be on that stage. I know Reg, you've, you've been on our stage, so you can can vouch for that but oh, oh absolutely yeah yeah chuck uh, what what about you um and i also want to ask are you primarily in comedy i mean do you have you ever done drama before i actually don't do a lot of comedy on stage it's oh that, that's, <laughs> that's, that's I shocking it's it's uh she she you know like she's already mentioned like you know she has a sketch, sketch comedy group and i just am jealous all the time Oh, she gets to she gets to create and do all these amazing wacky characters with the rest of her her troupe, and I'm just like, eh. I just like sit and twiddle my thumbs and like <laughs> I want to do this stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I actually don't get to do like I, I'd love to do more sketch comedy. I'd love to just do more comedy in stage. The last time I was able to do like you know I think real real comedy um, or just like uh, over the top characters was uh, Cowboy versus Samurai um, oh, yeah. with the uh, with Jeffrey Lowe uh, directing um, at, at Pear Theater um, a few years ago. And that was, that was, that was so freeing. I loved it. I loved every like aspect of, of doing that because it's, yeah, I, lo- I love comedy, but honestly, like majority of my, my, the, my acting um, performances have just been, you know, like more d- dramatic, honestly. Right. You Julie just mentioned like the, the first, the first, uh, a show it, at Bindlestiff uh, for Stories High, I got to play like a, a, a despicable uh, priest, you know, uh, and and I'm, I'm like, which is also fun, um, but and I and I loved it, but it, it wasn't. I was like, oh, one of these days I'd like to be funny on stage. <laughs> yeah, no, you you definitely should. I mean, because you know you have that incredible presence. I figured that you would be doing a lot of stand up and you know all sorts of uh, cool fun stuff. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, would, I think it'd be it'd be great, uh, but I think uh, stand up, and I've taken I've taken a few classes. It's uh, that that is, that is an art in, unto itself, and I and I salute every stand up comedian Me who too. has the courage um, and has the 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 knowledge to be able to go up there and and, and execute that way um, because it's it is, and like I just realized how different that is than versus like a, a one a one person show. You know, there, there's very like there's nuance, so it's it's a very specific like craft. And I tried, and I'm like, oh, writing jokes is hard. It is hard. It's really hard. You know? So, so I salute, salute that. Um, 
but yeah. What what have you been doing artistically lately? Or I guess you know, when's the last time you've been on stage? Oh gosh. Well, stage wise, wasn't it gangster? Uh, yeah, that's probably probably a gangster of love was probably one of the last uh, big big uh, stage on stage uh, things we did. I, I did that at the Magic Theater with an uh, amazing like massive cast of folks. Um, yeah, that was that was probably the last last big one we we've done. Honestly, like it's it's been such a blur. Uh, you know, because of course there's like been a, like a mixture of like you know staged readings and stuff uh, as well that we've uh, that I've been able to be a part of. But then you know, but la- honestly, like since last like last year, it's just been a mix of like you know online um, staged readings, a lot of like cool things that we've done um, with Bindle Stiff, um, like shotgun, shotgun um, players. We did the Man of God reading, which was one of our oh yay, yeah. Yeah, it was one of our first big tastes into uh, how much Zoom technology that we had to uh, manage. And guys, there was like Ethernet cables like running like <laughs> here and there. And we had a dog to manage and, and our dog stole the show actually at some point because... Was the dog cast? I mean, was the dog supposed to be in the show? No, it was not. Oh, Teddy, okay. Teddy, what? which usually he's usually chill, calm dog, almost like a cat, you know, just for whatever reason, decided this one day he needed his voice heard. So while we're trying to do our scenes, we just hear, you know, wah, 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 wah. I got to take a pee, you know, time to let me out. And we're like, oh my gosh. And on the chat, on the chat, people are like, hey, is the dog okay? It's a dog. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys are um, because. There are a lot of folks who are in Bindlestiff who just basically stay within the family, stay within that community, and it's important to sort of get out there and find other. You know, you you've worked at the Pair and you've worked at um at Shotgun, and it's good. It's you know it's good to to get out there. Um, I was going to ask um how just working. T- have you guys been on stage together, the two of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a few times we've been uh we've had the luxury of being able to be cast in a show. Uh, let's see, a kind of sad love story we were doing that. That was Jeffrey Lowe's mm-hmm. play at Bindlestiff. Uh, I think the biggest one we've been cast in together was Dog Eaters at Magic. That was a really special show for us. Yeah. And we had a few scenes together, actually. <laughs> I was a niece and he was my uncle. <laughs> oh that's fun that that, that must have been that fun <laughs> they, they really had to age me up guys uh because like, <laughs> way too young so yeah i want to bring norman in i i remember it so i mean i'm i'm pretty much a, a bachelor i've been you know bachelor uh, one of these days i'll get married one of these days but uh i remember the last longtime girlfriend that i had as a matter of fact it was during uh, before the dream yes and she had the hardest time understanding this whole acting thing. I mean, you're not getting paid. And, and it's one of the things that I have. That's, a little. Well, well, sure. But I mean, she's thinking <laughs> nothing to pay the rent or anything like that. And uh, it's hard for people, especially within relationships to understand why the theater thing, why invest so much time and energy and all of that stuff. I mean, was it a hard sell, Norman? Um, did did Mara has Mara ever said why are you doing this? I mean, she's involved in the arts as well. well so that's two different questions because the money side of it, nobody understands and it doesn't make sense. And so, anytime you get into that conversation, if you're not smart enough to sort of step around that puddle, 
it just gets messy. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. the other part is because she's an artist. I mean, it was it was easy for us to date because we were both artists. She's a musician. Mm -hmm. And it was easy for me to go, oh, I I understand that I come second. Like that is what you are. That's who you are. Yeah. And that's the way I've always felt. That's who this is who I am. This is what yeah. I do. You have to fit into my world. And it was neat to find out that our worlds could fit together. Yeah. So, okay. So no, no issues. How about the two of you? I mean, uh, I'm sure, I mean, every time I think of the two of you, I think of you as just, you know, being happily and bubbly and whatever, but I'm sure there are some times where <laughs> you two bump heads or whatever, but, um, um, no, you're has, actually pretty right, Reg. We're, we're, we're happy and bubbly all the time. It's, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> Perpetual <laughs> for, the, for the entire 10 years. Yeah. yeah hey. I, it's, it literally is. It's like, you know, I, I was like, <laughs> should we invent a fight? Cause you know, this is, uh, you know, got to get some texture in this. <laughs> but have there been uh, times where, I don't know, theater have, may have gotten in the way of just your personal relationships for any reason? Let's say, I don't know, the someone needs to cook dinner and, you know, who's going to be you? And um, I don't know, just, you know, late night tech where, where you're coming in at 12 midnight or something, you know, for either one of you. Yeah, I assumed that this was going to be the question. This will be the question of the month is how do you balance that exactly. I'm doing a project, maybe you're also doing a project, maybe you're not. How do you guys find that balance? Uh, we usually, so I think Norman, you framed it really beautifully of like just accepting who the other person is. Like that's who they are. This is what I do. Um, luckily we met at a time where we were both like evolving as artists as well. So we could kind of, and, and we've been together ever since like there's been no break between the time that we met 2005 so we've been together since then um we usually check in with each other like once an, a part is offered to us and then we'll like check in and say like what do you think like I really like it maybe if there's any hesitation we'll bounce the ideas off of them like in particular though like if there's ever a project where there's a lot of physical intimacy that might happen with other players, right? That's something we need to talk about to make sure each one of us are, is comfortable with that. Luckily that that hasn't come up. Like we just haven't been offered those kinds of opportunities, but that's something we would talk about. Oh, actually, you know what? I have, twice, I have, I've auditioned for parts where it was clearly called out like there would be physical intimacy here. Like you need to be comfortable with that. So I even talked to Chuck about before I even auditioned like this is something I'm interested in, but it has this. Like, do, are you going to be okay with this? Like, what are some things I should think about? And I just say, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Chuck. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to audition That's anyway. always a good place, good place to start the negotiation. Start with no, and then... I did it anyway. Draw a line in the sand, Norman. Just no. I got to say no. good stuff. Well, what about if I do this? What if I make sure dinner's always on the table exactly. before I leave? Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Is it that much big of a deal? Like, you know, it's just a bedroom. Who cares? <laughs> is that a bedroom scene or yeah. two? Yeah, I'm it's gonna... just my butt crack. No one yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I care about the butt crack. Yeah. I have a quick, quick, quick uh, story before we get into Chuck's reaction to that. So I did, of course, <laughs> statements. I did statements, and that's an eighth of <clears throat> Fugard piece, and both me and my love interest is naked. And 
during the rehearsal, she brought her husband in to sort of introduce the two of us. Like, well, I got to introduce you to my husband and yeah. whatever. Yeah, you remember that, Norman, because you know, I know you, Val, Val Hendrickson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and Lorraine, I know Lorraine. Yes. Yeah. I wonder where Lorraine is these days. Any case. I do too. They were in New York and then I thought they came back. Not sure. Yeah. So Chuck, how do you deal with that? I mean, how do you, I mean, what, what has the conversation been on from your end? I mean, not just, you know, like say Julie gets a part, but let's say you may get a part or you may get a part. It may not be deal with intimacy, but it may just deal with time. It's like, well, listen, I got to come in at, you know, I've got a long rehearsal schedule and I'll be back in at midnight or something yeah. like that. Well, the, the, I think, I think, well, in general, in general, like, because both of us know the life and like the, the, the amount the, the times that we have to come in and out because of stuff, we already know the deal. As long as like things are covering or balanced, like that's, I think we're a really good team and we're able to like make concessions and work harder in different areas when, to make sure that um, the other person can succeed in, in whatever they're, they're doing. So we're very lucky to, to be able to have a sort of teamwork um, and, and luckily things haven't really like conflicted, you know, much because even if we had, she has a production and I have a, a production, um, like the only time where it's gotten kind of weird is if we had to take care of our dog, you know, and how are we going to do that and, and, and balance and stuff like that, you know, we, and so, and so that hasn't, that has been relatively easy to manage and, and, you know, I, I get a lot of joy, like seeing her do her thing. And so, so making sure that, she she can do that and 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 and, um, and seeing her shine. I mean that brings me a lot of joy. So so even though it might be more inconvenient, you know, to make things work, it's been it's 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 all good because like boom, she gets she gets to do that. And I think I feel the same way like from her. And you know, she's always been really really cool. And then I, I actually bring up the early in our relationship before we got married, I actually had um, a part. Um, I, I was actually in a, an earlier production of Cowboy versus Samurai where I played the romantic lead. Okay. And and we had to, you know, there was a, there was a kissing, um, a kissing scene, you know, it's a simple kiss, but you know, we're, we're, we're dating and all that stuff. And so like, yeah, there's going to be, you know, a, a scene Are you going to, are you okay with that? And she was like, yeah, it's fine. Super supportive and all that stuff. But what was funny is just like, uh, you know, when our friends, like her friends went and watched the show, you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh no, my gosh. the betrayal, the betrayal. <laughs> yes, it's fine like what's the big you know melissa it was melissa melissa loxton is an amazing actor i was like yeah she's great like yes. what uh, there's no big deal it's fine okay. yeah although you said when you, you you look down right i i never watch it let's just say that i don't ah! you I don't, your I don't eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not a big deal but <laughs> you close your eyes when it happens <laughs> yeah, right I haven't, I haven't even asked you this, Norman. I mean, have you ever had, uh, I don't think you've had an intimacy scene while you've been with Mara, have you? No, 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 no. Um, I've been, I have played more adult, uh, parent of adult characters, <laughs> uh, which is funny because when we get to birthdays, one of my daughters, my, I think my first daughter on stage was, um, it's her birthday today. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I've, I've never had to deal with that, but I've loved talking to actors about it because you really have to negotiate with the partner. We're doing this, and the best thing, thing seems to be go ahead and introduce. Bring that person into the process as early as possible so you can go, so this is this person, and we're all good, okay? There yeah. you go. Rehearsal ends. <clears throat> I come home. They go home. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Yeah. Another, Actually, and another 
go ahead, go ahead. So just really quick, that, that, that actually brings up, the, actually one of the most recent times I've been on stage was for, um, for Jeffrey Lowe again. He does this amazing thing called the Bench Project um, that where, where small groups of, uh, of, of actors come in, they, they do the very small um, sketches that kind of revolve around a bench. And the one that I, I did involved a scene where, where my, my partner, literally we had to just like this, do this crazy over the top makeout scene where she we were just like, ah, like, you know, basically eating each other's faces. And for comedic, like, like for licking, comedic effect, right? Yeah, for comedic effect. And like, she was like licking my, 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 <clears throat> my cheek and stuff like that. So I, I had to like have that discussion. But, but Julie being, you know, part of like, you know, sketch comedy and everything, she's like, oh, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> you know, and, and it was really, really cool. I'm like, oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> that was kind of like, if anything, just go for it. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. It looks like the two of you have lucked up with each other, you know, just having the same chemistry or whatever. Another thing that, uh, and I know we're getting into the one hour mark, so we'll probably close up soon. Mm. But um, let's say your career may take you, you know, you may, because this gets into, I always ask uh, my, our guests, where do you see your, your careers in the future? Let's say five, mm. 10 years from now. Let's say, Julie, you know, you get a phone call. Hey, we have a job for you in L.A., or we have a job for you in New York City, that can, you know, that can, uh, you know, um, be a big change in, in the relationship. Have you guys talked about that? Like where you guys will go career-wise for each of you in the future? Um, that is really good. I don't know, actually. I mean, I think Chuck knows that I would say yes. Like everything in my body would be like, yes, let's go. Like, why? Why would we stay? Like, she's made it very clear that she's she's gonna, gonna easily gonna, drop, gonna go. pack up her bags, and just split. When I, I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, thanks for letting me know. That, that's, you know but well, you can go. Well, you can go with her. Me, I'm like gonna go. It's like, why would I say no to her? Um, so I think because both of us are very supportive, we would have conversations. that are like, okay, well, how do we make this work? If it's an opportunity that the, the one person who's being offered it is something they really love. Mm -hmm. It's something they're committed to. So like, okay, yeah, let's, let's do it. Of course, um, I would be honest, if Chuck got the call and I didn't, I'd be a little jealous. I'm like, not gonna lie. <laughs> He'd be like, well, why didn't they call me? Right. Why, what, <laughs> why did they call you and not me? But um, I think we would, we would definitely try and make it work in terms of, you know, uh, just supporting one another. And, I mean, personally, in the next five years or 10 years, I hope that we are back on stage where we're performing in front of people. I myself personally want to explore more voice opportunities, you know, um, as a voice actor, as a voice actor. So that's something I'm working on. But especially for um, video games, I've done that before. You, I think oh, you'd be perfect. So oh, it's a video game, Rich. So a friend of mine, Gene Mossy, and actually Gene Mossy. Bless you, Norman. Gene Mossy will be on in two weeks, but he is a video video game developer. That's one of his side gigs. And he did a game called Alcatraz 54. I'm sure you can Google it or, you know, I'm sure it's on Steam or something. Mm -hmm. And it was just a sort of an RPG where I'm locked up in Alcatraz in 1954. And I've got to, you know, my characters have to go through these areas. It's funny as a voice yeah. actor, it's like, you know, I'll pick this up here. No, do it again. I'll pick this up here. Or, you know, they'll, they'll just <laughs> being directed, you know, to do the voice acting is very different from on stage, but it's fun. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's something that, you know, if you haven't done it before, that'd be a great thing. All, uh, all, the, all those Meisner students are, are, are all about it. They'll just, just yeah, I'll, I'll say it. 
I'll say it 500 times for you. No problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Chuck, where do you see your career in five years? And let's say you get that magical phone call. It's like, hey, we want you to write or direct or we want you on stage in New York. And, you know, how's that conversation going to be? Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I think I think it'd be easy. Exactly. Like it, it's it's we're, we're, we're super supportive of each other. We, you know, both of us came into this, you know, at the same time, knowing the joy that the, that this craft gives us. And so if, if there are those opportunities, we are going to, I, I think, I think she'd be super flexible if, if, if that, if that um, happened, it's, it's just, you know, like making sure we check the boxes of like, you know, life, like, okay, are we, are the bills going to be paid and like, how's this going to happen? And just having those conversations and trying to make sure that those things work so that, so this can happen this can happen, you know, like, like we would work as a family, as a, as a team mm -hmm. to make sure whether it's me or her, you know, we would, we would do it. And, and then to your answer your question about like, you know, you know, 10, 15 years from now, I'd, I'd love to be doing this like, like way more than I, I have. I'll, I'll be honest, like when we're talking about side hustles, like the, you know, acting, although like, and that's in theater, like that's my, like, like my passion, obviously it doesn't pay the, the bills. And so right now, especially now, like the, my core job is yeah. taking a lot more um, of, of what, what I'm doing uh, these days. And so I'm not actively, you know, like looking more yeah. for opp artistic opportunities and whatnot. I can't even like engage as much as I want to like uh, in, in Bindle stuff. Um, so, so the hope is, you know, after I've kind of hopefully like settled and I have some stability when it comes to, you know, keeping the lights on, I can just be an artist and, and focus on, on that and not worry about, you know, getting food on the table as much. And, you know, and I, I have no, I have no aspirations to like, you know, make it big in terms of like, you know, all that's, I just want to do great fun work that entertains people and, and tells really interesting stories. And as long as those opportunities are available, um, I'm, I'm going to be happy as a clam. I hear you. No, that that's awesome. Uh, Norman, uh, did you have one last question before we button things up? No, I mean, I think, you know, it sounds like you guys are at a place where you're ready for the next thing and that you're comfortable doing it together. I, yeah, I no, no, I, that mix. no it's, it's fantastic. And it's so rare. I mean, I keep on I mean, I think even back to I mean, not to there's so many couples who divorce, like, say, after five, six, seven years or whatever, or, you know, they just what do they call it, the seven year itch um, where, you know, they they, they just can't stand each other for whatever reason and you hear about the divorce rates and it's so wonderful to see the two of you still giddy still happy i mean i know you guys are older i think you guys are in your 40s but i mean i can easily see you guys still in your 20s I and mean, you still have that energy and i don't think that you're just doing it just because you know you're you're on camera uh oh here we go. Let's be happy. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's going to strangle me as soon as you, you <laughs> turn off the gun. Well, and I think I, that rare thing of of the San Francisco native to me, I'm always I'm like you guys are like rare creatures. You're like the albino tiger or something. I'm like what? <laughs> albino yeah. tiger unicorns. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And especially it's it, good you brought that up about San Francisco because so many people are leaving. You know, so many people yeah. are um, yeah, yeah. I mean, pushed out. And you guys, it sounds like you guys are in San Francisco. Say, are you guys thinking of leaving or are you guys going to remain here? Is the bay is the bay keeping you happy? For now, yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, our Super families happy. are here, so we're rooted. Here. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be very difficult for us to leave. Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Friends and family, like 
in the communities. It's, I mean, that's like the glue that kind of keeps us here and that no other city or communities is, is offering that, you know, for us. And, uh, you know, we don't need any big mansions and all that stuff that, you know, Texas. Oh, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe we do need. Maybe be kind of nice during quarantine if you had a big mansion. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah. want to make I don't know if you want to make mansion in Texas or you know I, I keep on hearing these folks in the Midwest you know they live totally away from their neighbors they have these great big you know seventeen story mansions and no one lives there and you know they I don't know what they're doing, but yeah. it broke my it broke my heart when uh, Lorna Velasco she had to leave I think she and her family went oh to, yeah was it, was it Seattle I think it was exactly Seattle. she's in Seattle yeah, yeah. The good part is though she's created a Seattle. Bindlestick. So there is a sister. Oh, really? Wow. No, I didn't know that. that. That's great. No, that's magnificent. She's slowly building it out there. Yeah. It's it's like Bindlestick North. Yeah, that's what we call it. Perfect. No, that's fantastic. Well, uh, the two of you, Chuck, Julie, thank you so much for uh, being on the yay. And um, let's get into birthday shout outs, birthdays. Norman. Birthdays. Like I said, uh, so I got to do uh, Hamlet not long ago, and I played Polonius, and he is the father of Horatio and um, uh, not Horatio, Laertes and uh, and Ophelia. Ophelia, that's her name. Emily Kishion um, played my daughter, wonderful actress. Oh, she did a magnificent job. That was at the uh, Arabian Shakespeare Company. Yeah, Arabian Shakespeare, who is now a Perspective Theater. <clears throat> they have a new name. Right. I have to change my resumes because I've had three companies change their names. I'm like, why are you doing this to me? Uh, right. Brian Quakenbush <clears throat> was one of the founders of Round Belly Theater. And this was back in the day when there was a brief shining moment in the West Oakland area. Uh, we had the Noodle Factory, <clears throat> a new performance space. I was managing it. Oh, wow. This young company came and said they wanted to do rehearsal space and then it turned into performances it was really wonderful oh. he has since moved on i think he's in canada now but <clears throat> it's his birthday coming up this week uh tessa koenig martinez we've talked about having her on but i don't know that we have yet and yeah, not yet no nah. um a wonderful bay area actress teacher um talent theater artist uh stephanie taylor one of the funniest actresses i've ever worked with Darren Wilkerson, I went to college with. We were at San Francisco State together. Uh, that name should not be on there. These are for theater people, excuse me. Um, Argo Thompson, um, I met when he was with, so there was a small theater company up in Santa Rosa. They merged with another theater company, a musical theater company, and they created Sixth Street Playhouse, which now exists and is still going. He was nice. the first artistic director. And now he is, and because there was a big focus on shifting things towards musical theaters, and he really loves doing contemporary theater, he now mm -hmm. has a company called the Left Edge Theater, uh, just down the road in Ronard Park. You know, okay, right, yeah. You know, five minutes closer than the two-hour drive to Santa Rosa. But it, <laughs> uh, but Argo, yeah, Argo's wonderful, and his new company seems to be doing very well. Uh, Tim Niffen, I. I because we're people of color, we often meet white people who have to play those roles in the shows that we do. Oh, when the, bad, the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Tim was one of those. And I remember seeing him after the show, and he was so hangdog about what he'd had to do on stage. And I was like, man, that performance, that was incredible because I didn't feel like he was evil. I felt like I totally understood this guy. Mm. I didn't like him, 
but I totally understood him. I'm like, oh, wonderful actor. And finally, uh, this week, uh, Deirdre Renee, dear friend of mine, who um, I know as one of my alley buddies. That's where we met. And, um, you know, she, um, we're still good friends. And when the alley opens back up, we'll go back to the piano bar and we'll have a good time and have a birthday drink. Yeah. You guys know of the alley? That's a place in um, Oakland where um, it's like a karaoke, not karaoke. It's basically, uh, it's a it's bar. Fun. It's a piano bar. Yeah, it's a piano oh. bar. It's cool. the last piano yeah. bar in the East Bay. And uh, and it's funny, the pianist from there and uh, Martunis in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, and man. I think another spot that used to have piano bar in San Francisco, those pianists all have gotten to know each other and they're doing an <laughs> online thing that happens at least once a month. Four mm -hmm. keyboards. Oh, wow. Incredible. You, you, you two, do you, ah, the, the two of you sing? This one does. I this do sing. Does. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We got it. It's been, it's been quarantine karaoke the, this entire time. Like, I, this, all the time. Martinis all the way. Yay. Yeah. Right yeah, on. No karaoke. Wonderful. Well, that's the alley is doing karaoke now. So, oh because my God. Okay, the well, piano player can't <laughs> play and have you sing. Doesn't well, work. If you have any oh, recordings, yeah. Julie, you should uh, you should let people know. You know your 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 yeah. talent. <laughs> All right, let me give you my yeah. Let me give you my uh, birthdays. Uh, Nicole Prescott. Uh, she is. I went to uh, Duke Ellington School of the Arts in Washington D.C. and she was a graduate along with me. And she is in L.A. Um, I'm sure she's pursuing that you know that Hollywood lifestyle. Uh, she's drop dead gorgeous. She's a model and she's an actress. And so her birthday is today, February the sixth. Also on Monday, Raymond Ray. Raymond Ray is, um, <clears throat> he's a filmmaker. He directed me, uh, well, he was a director in The Marriage of Benton Boo. And we also did um, Water Buffalo, which was a wonderful piece. Uh, there was a group that I was uh, involved in called Bay Stage. And um, that was in 2001. That was one of the first jobs that I ever had when I first came to the uh, Bay Area. So in any mm -hmm. case, Raymond Ray, uh, his birthday is on Monday. On Tuesday, Dov Hassan, he is a writer. He is the husband of Lindo Amayo Hassan, who did oh. Cheer, Story of a Dreamer. And uh, they, I think both of them teach at, um, oh, shucks, Chabot College. Wow. So his birthday is there. Another husband and wife. That, that's another one that I need to get on. On Wednesday, the beautiful Helena Alvarez, she was uh, our Fatima when I wrote Foreman in Paris and we produced it on the Douglas Morrison Theater stage. That was a couple of years ago. Um, and she and her husband, they have two kids and they're just starting up a family. And uh, But I would love to see her back on stage again. Her birthday is Wednesday. Also Wednesday, a veteran actress, Christine McComer. Um, she is, God, I, it, she has an amazing voice. And she and I, we did Grey Gardens. Uh, she's an older actress. I'm, I'm sure she's in her 60s, maybe her 70s. But her voice is still just as vibrant. When I think about mm. Tony Bennett and the fact that he's like 90-something years old, yet he still has that voice. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. about someone like Christine McComber. So her birthday is Wednesday. Uh, is that it? That is it. Uh, I have some on Saturday, but we'll do that on Saturday. Uh, oh. any, any shows we want pr to uh, promote? I, I yes. don't have any this week to promote. I have, um, I still want to promote um, the pair, not, not the pair, the um, Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Eggs. Theater. Yes. So Dragon Ooh. Theater, so I've been participating in a bunch of Zoom readings and Dragon Theater, they will have within the next uh, two weeks, 
I wish I had it written down. But in any case, uh, they're doing oh, a thing called Dragon. I do. I do have. <clears throat> okay, Dragon Eggs. Uh, they're doing a uh, a special. I think we're doing three one act plays on oh, via yes. Zoom, mm-hmm. and I will be moderating it. And I think I have a bit role in one of them, uh, a play written by Kimberly Ridgeway. And so, uh, and she's been just on fire doing all sorts of really, really cool things, directing, acting, uh, promoting things. Um, she, she is totally on fire. She puts me in shame. Mm. In case, uh, Julie and Chuck, are you guys, uh, anything coming up that people should know about? Yeah, so Bindlestiff has a show coming up called New New. Um, it is a variety show. It'll be um, showcasing a few of the troops that are part of Bindlestiff, uh, the... Granny Card Gangsters will be making mm-hmm. an appearance there. So it's an all new sketch. So if you want to check it out, there'll be musical performances as well. Um, and this is all we're raising funds for one of our members, Jamie Malice, who lost a family member during COVID a few months ago. So this is a fundraiser for her and her family. This is the new new show, February 13th. I think it's, I think I should know this, but we should we start at 7 p.m., 8 o'clock. I'm not sure, but Bindlestiff studio.org and you can get more of that information um, and I'd also like to give a birthday shout out to one of our founding members Ava Tong, Ava Tong. Is on Valentine's Day February 14th go she Ava is, she is one of our founding members of Granny Card Gangsters and also Chuck's Lola turned 106 last Wednesday yeah right on that's fantastic <laughs> wow Love yeah, <laughs> is, is, she in, is, is, she, earth, is she in the is she in the Philippines or here? She's in she's in Manila. Yeah, she's in Manila, living that living that uh, that high life over there. Mm-hmm. Wow, now that is six. That's a blessing. That really is a blessing. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we're super super blessed. Uh, and I and I um, want to also like uh, promote. Um, and I don't know if you don't know if it's been mentioned your your, your show before, but um, our digital our digital stories. Is a series of um, amazing um, online um, um, pieces that produces that, that's being produced on a um, uh, on a normal cadence like every month. Um, Jeffrey Lowe, um, Tasi um, Alastro, like um, are some of the key um, members of that um, troupe who, who just keep on creating amazing art. So if anyone is interested, keep on, keep on seeing some amazing original content um, and performances, our digital stories. Uh, check it out. Um, Very cool. Let's look it up online. Is that also on biddlestiff.org or is that something different? No, that, they have their own site. They have their own site. They're, they have their own site. So it's a lot of a lot of amazing um, talent from a, also here from here in the Bay, but also he um, because of COVID, Jeffrey oh, has this Jeffrey has this incredible network of uh, right. Uh, you can reach out person. now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was great when we we had Jeffrey on a couple of. Uh, it must be several months ago, but in any case, yeah, we'll have that and we'll have links uh, so people don't have to search around. They'll just, you know, it'll be on our gay links. So yeah, uh, check those out. Um, for uh, t- Love in the Time of COVID, um, performing February, for, for, they performed yesterday, performing the 12th at 7 and Saturday, February 13th at 2. Um, I sent you the link for it. Uh, that's, is that the Dragon Show? Is that through Dragon? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the thing that I'm doing. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean they're three one acts, so I think, I think so. Um, Richard is in one, I think. Richard wrote at least one, I think. Richard Talavera. Talavera, yeah. Right on. Small. That's what I was like, oh crap! I better make sure I pull this up. 
Yeah. Oh, one, one, one last thing. Um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Lily Tongue Crystal, who right on. used to be, live here and, and now is running things at the in, Minas- in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Minnesota. She has a, they just uh, kicked off. Um, it's my birthday. Um, uh, that's a, that's an online production. Um, and we're super excited to like go and watch that. Cause it looks like a, a lot of like, Cool, great Mason talent, uh, Joe Mar, um, uh, who's 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 also a Bay Area regular, is 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 in it as well. So that's a that's a show to check out as well. All right, yeah, no, no, no. Lily Chung Crystal is doing amazing work, and um, Norman, you know, you were wonderful to connect her, and uh, we had her on as a guest. So that was one of the one of the great moments of uh, of the podcast. So, well, thank you so much, Julian Chuck. Did you guys enjoy enjoy um, being on the show? Oh, sorry, Reg, you could pause there. Can you see that one there? I said, did you enjoy being on the show? Oh, this is a blast. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is a blast. Yes. All Thank you so much. come to those who wait. So exactly. I'm sorry we didn't, this, we didn't do this earlier. This, is, this has been so fun. No, 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 it's fine. And to be quite honest, you guys can do a podcast because, you know, you too. I mean, you know, just the banter is just wonderful. I would totally listen to you guys <laughs> for hours on end. <laughs> That'd be a nice little side gig. Okay, uh, Black History Month. <clears throat> Yes. Give you just a quick one. Uh, the first play by uh, published by a black American was William Wells Brown's The Escape or A Leap from Freedom in 1858. Wow. Oh. 1858. Yeah. Pop quiz. Who was the president in 1858? I know this one. Oh, 1858. Uh, Pierce? Buchanan. Buchanan. Oh. James Buchanan. Oh. I know. Nice pull. I'm a nice black. Pull. I'm, a, I'm a black nerd, history nerd. Wait a minute. Buchanan <laughs> so, was president before Lincoln. Yes. Ah, Pierce yeah. was Canada, uh, president before Buchanan. Exactly. Okay. Pierce was 14. Yeah. Buchanan was 15. The only president to never never marry, and then there was Lincoln. Wow. Norman, for for that for that um, that play that you just mentioned, so yes, like wh- where was that like produced during those times? Like I, I, that I can't tell you. No, there's um I you know I I um on Facebook if you folks are interested in Black History, I mm-hmm. post I have in the past posted about every Black History Month. I've done a whole month of things, and this year all I'm doing is just going back to those albums and going this one. Remember this one. Just do this one. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we'll do that uh, throughout the A. So we'll mix it with, you know, I like a love podcast, but also a mixture of Black History Month because both yeah. are celebrated in February. All righty. Well, I don't want to keep you guys uh, too long because it's a wonderful, beautiful day, although we can't go out because <laughs> of COVID, but we can at least <laughs> go out and enjoy together. the day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 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 we're, we're, doing, we're doing like weekend hikes like on, on, the, on the regular now. So mm-hmm. we, we're trying to like you know, big open spaces. We're going to try to get there because during the week we are like stuck. So yeah, mm. when there's sun, we're going to go out, like shake the legs up a bit and hope you guys get your vitamin D as well. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. All righty. Well, many of you are watching this on YouTube. If you are, please like and subscribe as the young folks always say, uh, post smash comments, it. give us, that's right. Smash it. Uh, smash give us a, it. give us a thumbs up or a thumb, or, you know, uh, if, if there's some issues that you have with the show, let us know in, in the comments. If you're listening to us uh, regularly on our podcast, we're on all podcast apps. We're on Spotify. We're on the, uh, the, I, the podcast apps on uh, Apple that little purple app. And we're also on iTunes as well. If you are an Android user, you can go on soundcloud.com or just use the SoundCloud app and you will find us. The A was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, 
Instagram, Facebook, I'm at Reg Space Clay. And I'm at Hoosier Hoosier. Hoosier Hoosier. Uh, Julian Chuck, do you are you guys on Instagram, Twitter, anything like that? I'm on Instagram at Julary. That's my handle. And if you, anything, anybody wants to follow, Granny Cart Gangsters is the handle for our comedy sketch. I'm sorry, follow shows. with? Huh? What did you say? Follow what? Granny oh, Cart Gangsters. Follow Granny Cart Gangsters on Instagram. <laughs> Gangsters. Yeah. And what about you, Chuck? Um, I'm at the Chuckle Shots uh, on, on, on Instagram. Uh, not very interesting, but if you want, uh, that's yeah. where I'm at. He has good food picks. <laughs> But yeah. any any uh, any budding directors who are looking for a great um, Filipina actress and actor, uh, you can't go wrong with uh, Julian Chuck. I'm trying to you know get you guys you know because th there are some directors Red. who may be listening and trying to hook you guys up. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, it's been an awesome pleasure. I mean, honestly, we could be talking to you guys all day. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. hey I, I love the long podcast I just love it uh, so thank you so much and who knows maybe we'll do it again yeah. in any case thank you so much I'm going to let you guys go and as Norman and I always say we, we gotta, gotta find a better sign off <laughs> <laughs>